Pastor Keith Crosby of Hillside Church. They were far better at wisdom than than this other class that was there before them, this uh, who had years on them. Verse 20, and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better. Ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in the kingdom. God rewarded their faithfulness. I can see the promised land Though there's pain within the plan There is victory in the end Your love is my battle cry The answer for all my life Every giant will fall The mountains will move Every chain of the past You've broken in two All the fear of the lies We're singing the truth That nothing is impossible with you Well, hello and welcome to today's edition of the Grace to Live radio broadcast with Keith Crosby, Senior Pastor of Hillside Church in San Jose, California. We are so delighted that you've chosen to spend time with us today on the program. And as always, we would encourage you to follow along with us in your Bibles if you can. On today's broadcast, Pastor Keith continues in his teaching series from the Old Testament book of Daniel. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with us today to the book of Daniel, chapter 1. And now, here's Pastor Keith with today's study. Daniel, like you, you might say, lived in a surveillance culture. People were watching. These young men in the academy, they were going to pick out the best and brightest. And you know what? They looked at these men... God had granted them favor through circumstance, through his sovereignty and the eyes of those around them and authority over them. And so they could make these requests and be taken seriously. Which brings us to our third heading, the request. And we've already talked about this already, but Daniel chapter 1, 11 through 14. Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had assigned over Daniel, over Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Test your servants for 10 days. Let us be given vegetables and water to drink. Then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's food be observed by you and deal with us, deal with your servants according to what you see. So he, this underling, listened to them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. So Daniel's already gone to Ashpenaz and been turned down. The head of all the officials in this academy. And so he approached those in authority with respect, with humility, understanding the situation. And understanding this, he could have been expelled from the academy in disgrace, or he could have been killed for his insolence. And he started with Ashpenaz, who said, I'm not going to take that risk. It could cost me my life. And so what are you going to do? Go over Ashpenaz's head to the king? No chance. He sought out somebody else in authority and made a proposal. He gave them a constructive alternative. This methodology should not be lost on us today. Rather than throw a fit, 
rather than demand his rights, which for a slave would have been few and far between, rather than go on a hunger strike, Daniel provides an alternative way forward. Verse 12, test your servants for 10 days. Deal with your servants according to what you see. So he listened. So he listened to Daniel. So he listened to them in this matter. All four of these guys were in it together and tested them for 10 days. Here we see evidence of his well-deserved reputation in the wisdom of his request. I want you to notice something too. This request and test are both amazing. They're both incredible. Why? Again, the request, he could have been expelled, he could have been executed with that request. Who are you to push aside the king's food? And also, the test, humanly speaking, was bound to fail. Bound to fail. No way. Ten days would have been an insufficient time for such a change of diet to make an, an appreciable improvement in their physical appearance. At the same time, it did offer Daniel and his three colleagues, it afforded them time to honor God while waiting on the Lord to act. They were trusting in God. You know, abide in Christ, keep his word, let him do the heavy lifting. That's what they were doing. They were exercising faith in God, trust in God. So what has this got to do with you? See that honoring God is not a manner of convenience and it never involves a lack of perseverance. See that when you hit a barrier or a wall, you are not to give up. You are not to throw up your hands and throw in the towel. And see that Daniel conducted himself respectfully, circumspectly, and he wasn't reckless. He was reasonable. We, our faith isn't a blind faith. It's a reasonable, rational, intelligent faith. It's not this emotional blow-up thing or whatever. Daniel provided intelligent alternatives. He gave them a way out. Look, just try this for 10 days. That afforded God time to manifest himself, to act. We should do the same. We should live the same way. Do we want to be people of disturbance or people of constructive alternatives? You know, we live in a culture where they say, burn it all down, and then what? That's not what Daniel was. Daniel was, look, I mean, Daniel was a prisoner. He's like, you know what? Just give it 10 days. 10 days. And they said, okay. They said, okay. He sought to bring order to the chaos of his life. He did so at risk to himself and others. He was willing to be personally rejected. But because of his reputation, they took his request seriously. And we have this, this way forward with the request. That's the way you and I have to live. Heading number four, the result. We see that in verses 15 and 16. Daniel 1, 15 and 16. At the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh on a vegetarian diet than all the youths who ate the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. 
You know, it's sad to say that these days we cheapen miracles. We call almost everything a miracle. But Daniel 1.15, at the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. Can you imagine the infomercial for this? Incredible dietary and fitness results in just 10 days. You know, somebody ought to come up with a Daniel diet and cash in. Maybe, oh, they already have. Sorry. Yeah. No, there's no, no, no diet. diet Dan, there's no prescribed. This would be the worst diet you could possibly choose. So if you've bought the book Daniel Diet, throw it away. Yeah. But what we have here is a miracle. What we have here is a miracle. Faithfulness is rewarded. God intervened. And God honored Daniel's attitudes and acts of worship with a miraculous result. Daniel conducted himself at 16 or 15 or 13 or whatever age he was better than most men of later years would have done. He made requests. He was respectful. He did not complain. He offered solutions. He persevered and he trusted and waited on the sovereign God of the universe for results. And his faithfulness was rewarded, and in this case, miraculously. At the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were better in appearance and fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate the king's food. That is a miracle. Daniel saw the results of his faithfulness in his life. Sometimes the results didn't come immediately, sometimes after a great trial, but in this case, they came within 10 days. What's that got to do with you? Well, let me give you three suggestions for application there. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, however you work, wherever you work, wherever you teach, wherever you study, wherever you live, do all to the glory of God and wait. Faithfulness is rewarded. Follow Daniel's example Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know this. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord and leave the results to the sovereign God of the universe. That trust, it's a faith that leads to reward. If you are faithfulness, if you are faithful, your faithfulness will be rewarded. Immediately, maybe. Maybe over the long term. Maybe in 10 days, maybe you won't see the results until the next life. All of these were true in Daniel's life, but not always apparent. As we get into the text further, you'll see that. So we go from the results here to reward. Number five, heading number five, the reward. As for these four youths, God gave them God gave them. That, this God gave phrase, the Lord gave. You're just going to see that all over the place in Daniel. As for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. At the end of the time, when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. He brought them together. And the king spoke with them. And among all them, none was found 
like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they stood before the king. They served the king. And in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king had inquired of him, them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in all his kingdom. Faithfulness is rewarded. You have all these voodoo people, you know, uh, astrologers, enchanters, whatever. You have these four guys, and they're wiser than these people. They don't have to face north and juggle hamsters to get an answer. They pray to the one true God. Reward is sometimes immediate and sometimes not. You know, sometimes it's like Richard Wormbrand getting beaten for 14 years, or this man who dies, and, but before he dies, two of his friends come to Christ, but he doesn't see the third one come to Christ or the other two years later. But God always, always honors those who honor him. Make no mistake. And such is the case here. And it is the overarching theme here that God gave, that God rewards. This is about the sovereignty and power of God to deliver his people, to provide what they need when they need it. Faithfulness is rewarded. It's not always rewarded the way that we'd like it to be. I can't imagine 14 years of beatings. But I know what it's like to pray for people and have them not come to Christ, whether it's a family member or a friend. And you keep praying and praying and praying. And as for these youths, these children, God gave. He gave them compassion and respect from Aspinaz. He enabled them to catch a break from this lore official as they sought to be faithful. And now he's granted them skill and learning, intellectual abilities beyond their ken, wisdom beyond their years, so much so that Nebuchadnezzar took notice, that Ashpenaz took notice, and even that lower official took notice. He granted them everything they were going to need for the years to come. And you see that with Daniel in Daniel 117. And Daniel had understandings of all visions and dreams. Now we know that's going to come in handy, don't we? God gives you what you need when you need it and sometimes before. And three years later, they were found to be exemplary. Uh, verse 19, and the king spoke with them among them, among all of them, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And not only were they wise in terms of the other students in the academy, they were far better at wisdom than, than this other class that was there before them. This, uh, when I say class, this, the, the, the enchanters and the magicians and the Chaldeans and the wise men of Babylon who had years on them. Verse 20, and in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better. 10 times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in the kingdom. God rewarded their faithfulness. And what has this got to do with you today? How would you apply this? Well, number one, it should be obvious not to beat a dead horse, that faithfulness is rewarded. You know, the results of your ministry, and all of you have a ministry. God has given everybody in this room a ministry. In this world, every Christian has a ministry, a calling on his or her life. 
faithfulness is rewarded. All he expects of you, the results are not up to you. The results are up to him. He is the sovereign God of the universe. He expects you, however, to be faithful. To be faithful. God honored these young men in their sane and measured, respectful behavior towards their captors. And God will honor that in you. He will reward you. Maybe not in this life. Maybe not immediately. It may take a number of years. You may see your reward in eternity. But know this. There's always a larger return on your spiritual investment. Because faithfulness is rewarded. Which brings us, speaking of returns, to heading number six. The return. Verse 21. Look closely at verse 21. It is not to be missed. It is the payoff in this passage. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. So what's up with this verse? You often hear me say, and you will often hear me say, because I'm going to... A good song is worth singing over and over. God has raised you up for such a time as this. In his sovereignty, he placed Daniel and Hananiah and Mishael and Azariah in a strategic place at just the right time. They seemed on the surface to be victims of circumstance. But were they really? Well, as Christians, we know There's no such thing as random circumstances in this world. God is sovereign over all things great and small. They weren't merely victims or collateral damage of the Jewish people's idolatry and corruption. No, far from it. In God's larger redemptive plan, he had a place for them that was incredibly strategic God's larger redemptive plan is so much larger than we can see when we're in the middle of the forest and all we can see is trees around us, but we can't see the end of the forest. Just as one sparrow can't fall from the tree apart from your Father in heaven, just as five sparrows are sold for two cents and God is in that, just as the very hairs on your head are numbered and you're more valuable to him than these sparrows, God puts you where he puts you, leaving nothing to chance. And that's what he did with them. Because Daniel would be there 70 years later when it was time to send the Jews home, right? Habakkuk had foretold this larger event of Nebuchadnezzar's coming. Jeremiah had said that the captivity would be 70 years. And God placed Daniel and these men, or these boys, in the first wave of exile so that they would be there and strategically placed over the next 70 years, as Jeremiah promised, or rather God promised through the prophet Jeremiah. Daniel came at 16 or 18 and stayed there until he was in his 80s. He watched over the exiles. He helped preserve the Jewish nation until the time of their captivity had ended. Because Daniel was faithful and God rewarded his faithfulness. Daniel 121. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. I want you to think about this, right? In Daniel 1.8, Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank. And so Daniel was there until the year of King Cyrus. I mean, how does this apply to you? 
Know that God has indeed, has indeed raised each and every single one of you. Me, you, our children, our siblings, our brothers and sisters in Christ are where they are for a reason. And you might say, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom, or I'm a teen like Daniel is a teen. You may say, nobody knows me, nobody even notices me, nobody cares. Or you may think you're all on your own. But like Daniel, like Daniel, God will equip you. God will provide for you. He survived up to four regime changes. Do not underestimate the power of the sovereign God of the universe and his ability to use you. He took four little captive boys and raised them to positions of influence and power. And we know from the book of Daniel that their lives were not easy. You know, we read this book, you know, and it's just 12 chapters, and it seems like time flies. But it's years between events, and life could not have been easy, just like life in this world isn't easy now. And we know that over these 70 to 73 years, I mean, somebody got thrown into a fiery furnace, somebody else got thrown into the lion's den. But we see this beginning from verse 8 onward, that God sovereignly rewarded their faithfulness. Verse 8, Daniel resolved he would not defile himself. Verse 9, God gave Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of those in authority over him. Verse 17, and these four youths, God gave them, learn, gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding of visions and dreams. And verse 20, and in every matter of wisdom, they excelled everybody else 10 times greater in the eyes of the king. God gave. And Daniel one twenty one, and Daniel was there. God gave him longevity, durability until the first year of King Cyrus. That's the return on their investment. And that's the return on God's investment. Their faithfulness was their reward from God and their faithfulness was rewarded because God is sovereign and he put these faithful men in a position to be faithful and they were faithful and God blessed. Remain faithful. That's your application. Do not lose your identity, Christian, in the culture. Do not accept that which is abnormal as normal, that which is defiling as blessing. Live like an exile, remembering that you are an exile. And just like these young men went on this this terrible vegetarian diet, you know, vegan diet, that's what they had basically, and we know that's not healthy, really. I mean, really. It's true, it's not healthy at all. They ate vegetables and drank water because they were Jews and they didn't forget it. They were among God's chosen people and these were real God followers. And so they lived differently and they made a difference. That's your call. That's the call on your life and mine as well. Live differently. Remain faithful. Don't lose your identity to the world. Pledge your allegiance to God regardless of the perceived cost and trust him to be faithful. You will be glad that you did. Pastor Keith Crosby on today's edition of Grace to Live. 
We are so blessed that you've chosen to spend time with us today studying God's Word. And if you'd like more information on Pastor Keith or Hillside Church, here's how you can connect with us. Our mailing address is 545 Hillsdale Avenue in San Jose, California, 95136. The church office telephone line is area code 408-269-4782. And you can connect with us on our website, which is gracetoliveradio.org. There you can check out archived messages of past sermons and also listen to Pastor Keith's weekly blog. And please remember that the Grace to Live radio program is a listener-supported ministry outreach of Hillside Church if you'd like to partner with us financially. Again, all of these things are available to you on our website, gracetoliveradio.org. Also, I'd like to remind you that Pastor Keith and the staff here at Hillside always look forward to hearing from you. So if you'd like to drop us a note, you can email us here at keith at hillside.org. Well, we hope that you'll join us again next time for Grace to Live. But until then, I'm your host, Kevin Reeves. And on behalf of Pastor Keith and everyone here at Hillside Church, it is our prayer that the Lord will richly bless you. And thanks for listening. Amen.